The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. Can you guess what the greatest thing is about making this radio program? Unless I become schizophrenic, there will never be any infighting among the cast. I do not have to constantly come up with new and interesting things to consider on this show, because on this show you will hear no things considered. I do not lay awake nights thinking up ways to increase my ratings. This show is free from backstage stress, and you can think of many other reasons that make this show unique. But have you ever stopped to realize why you always hear me say that I'm making this program just for you? You are the only person who's listening. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Brad Terry, of course. I can't believe I've played hundreds of gigs with Brad Terry. <laughs> I think that was recorded in Chicago with Howard Levy on harmonica. I think when that that's when that was done. What are people really telling you when they say that they don't watch television or have no computer? If you were to chat with a stranger you met on the street and that person told you they had no computer and no TV, you would know absolutely nothing about them except that they are in a socioeconomic class that does not require these things. If you give this some serious thought, will you not come to the conclusion that there are only two socioeconomic classes of people who do not watch television or need computers. They are either street people who live out of dumpsters, or they are rich intellectuals.
Django here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Alabama. Do you remember a book called Go Dog Go? Have you ever read Go Dog Go? I had already served in the military, flunked out of music school, the Crane Department of Music, as a clarinet major, and I was living in Europe when Go Dog Go was written. But I heard about Go Dog Go because my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, used to teach little kids how to read. So when someone in our home is doing something that the others appreciate, we cry out, Go Dog Go! And now that I think of it, and if you think about this now, you probably heard this too. Now that I think of it, I've heard teenage boys call each other dog in those uh, reality movies on TV, you know, where they steal cars in front of a hidden camera. Yeah, you know, let's get this car, dog. Do you suppose those boys got that from reading Go Dog Go? What do you know about Go Dog Go? Has Go Dog Go contributed to urban crime in America?
Williams here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Was it Clarence Williams' grandson who played in that movie about the great piano contest? Played the, he, didn't he play the part of Jelly Roll Martin in that piano playing contest with the actor Tim Roth, where Tim played the piano so fast that the keys got so hot he was able to light a cigarette off him? I think that was Clarence William's grandson that played that part of Jelly Roll Martin. Anyway, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. You know with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. Someone told me, someone told me that a police patrol car parked outside a local neighborhood pub around midnight or so on the the officer sitting in the police car noticed a man who staggered a little bit when he came out of this pub or bar, and the man could barely walk. And this man kind of stumbled around in the car park there in the parking lot for a few minutes, and after trying his keys on five or six cars, he managed to find his own car, and he kind of fell into it. It took him oh, quite a while, a few minutes there to get it started, and as a number of other patrons left the bar and drove off, he was still there messing with his car. And finally, he turned the windshield wipers on. He flicked the blinkers, you know, the clicker lights on. Click, click, click. The directionals blew his horn. Toot, toot. Turned on his lights. He saw that everything was working. So he drove ahead just a little bit. Kind of test it, you know. And then he, then he backed her up a little bit. And then he sat there for a few more minutes and... When he sat there, a few more of the vehicles left the parking lot. And at last, he finally got himself together and pulled out of the parking lot, and he drove slowly, slowly down the road. Well, the police officer who'd been sitting there watching him, he followed him, turned on the flashing lights, flash, 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 because the man pulled right over. And the policeman gave the man a breathalyzer test, and he was surprised that the man tested sober. So he said, why don't you come down to the station? This machine doesn't seem to be broken. This machine seems to be broken. It's not working here. And the man says, oh, oh, I think your machine is okay. Tonight, I'm the designated decoy.
Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Long time, long, long time radio friend Harris Contos down in Massachusetts. Years ago, Harris studied to be a dentist at Tufts. Harris writes now to say, Got a new car, had the BMW for 20 years, it wasn't going to see its 21st. Got a Ford Focus. Really nice car. Lots of high-tech features, including voice command. <laughs> Got into an argument with the latter, however. We're not speaking to each other now. Somebody who wants me to play Pretty clothes have never 
be mine When my dream comes true I hope that so shine Cause I want a better Eggman Oh, so baby, good Eggman won't be Now, mama, I'll be your big fun Eggman But I'm different, sugar I'm from way out in the south Now, I'll buy you all the pretty things That you really think you need as long as that trumpet stays up to my mouth. Oh, I'll play you a matter, indeed. And if you say it's necessary, baby, I'll leave you in high sea. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, be your first egg man. Want some great big butter egg gal want me. You've heard me say this before, but it is so true that you're going to hear me say it again. They do not make things like they used to. Nothing seems to last anymore. No matter what you buy, it seems that before you get it out of the wrapping paper, it becomes obsolete, or wears out, or breaks down, or runs down, so you have to buy another one. If there is an item that is an exception to this rule, it is my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, who seems to grow tougher and more dependable with each passing year. But the purpose, the purpose of my present commentary is not, as you probably thought, to boast and brag about my wife, but to rant and rave about things that do wear out before they should, case in point. The 6-volt battery in my Model T Ford. Now, you know the car I'm talking about. It's a good, dependable car. And you'd have to admit that it's given me good value when you consider that I paid $10 for it in 1951 and that I've been driving it ever since. Anyway, I recently bought a brand-new battery from my friend Steve Corson in Rockland, but... Last summer I couldn't get it to hold a couldn't get it to hold a charge. I had to crank the engine to get it going. So I took the battery, the used battery, back and got the regular junk value for it when I traded it in on the new one. You know, they always want the junk one. Now I was careful with that battery I'd had in that car, so there's no reason it should not hold a charge. I knew this. It annoyed me to take that battery in. You know, in winters, I even took it out of the car. I left it on a board in my friend's heated garage. I've been good to that battery, but it didn't seem to make any difference. But the one I just bought, the one I, the newest battery I got for my Model T, is guaranteed, listen, it is guaranteed to last 30 months. So you better believe I'm going to hang on to that warranty paper this time. The young man in the store where I bought the new battery, he carried this new battery out to my car for me. 
and when he picked up the one I was trading in, he looked at the numbers on it and said, Wow, most batteries won't last over four years, but you bought this one here in, in 1999.
Alan Vacher here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. With any like it all, I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. While looking through Dateline's webpage, this is what I read, and I quote without permission. The earliest known ancestors of modern humans might have reproduced with early chimpanzees to create a hybrid species a new genetic analysis suggests. Scientists can't say how long the hybridization carried on, but the final speciation occurred around 5.3 million years ago, possibly because the two species' genetic codes were too different to mix, or because the animals were simply physically unappealing to each other. Wow, would this not also indicate that back then they didn't drink alcohol?
where we are and smiling just like we are like lovers all do i could see exactly how things should be i had to give in you see cause i had to get you it looks like you like having your own way it looks like i like anything you say it looks like you like a Cadillac coupe. It looks like I like anything you say. We like a lot like a lot of lovers do. A house and a lot and a lot of skies of blue. We'll raise a garden and family someday. I beg your pardon, anything you say. It looks like you like having your own way. It looks like I like anything you say. We'll live in Jersey or Philadelphia. We'll even live in Brooklyn, baby. Anything you say. We'll build a cottage down where the roses grow. A cute little place for the weekend guests to go. My brother Jake, dear, would like to come and stay. That's my mistake, dear. Anything you say. Ukulele Ike, from who knows back when. Did you know that Santa Claus is richer than Daddy Warbucks? I bet, you, I bet you'd never thought about that. And I had really never given it any thought myself until I googled Daddy Warbucks one day, Asp, Punjab, you know, just to see what they'd been up to lately. And I learned on the Forbes.com website that Daddy Warbucks is worth $27.3 billion. And I was also surprised to see that this once aged icon is now only 52 years old and young enough to be one of my younger sons. Now, would you be surprised to hear that Lex Luthor is only worth $10.1 billion, although he went to MIT? Daddy Warbucks has a BS from SUNY Stony Brook, so you might want to keep that in mind should you ever be pressed to help one of yours with an educational decision. You probably don't even know who Charles Montgomery Burns is, so I'm going to tell you. He earns the nuclear power plant where Bart Stimson, or is it Simpson, works. He, he went to Yale according to this website I found. He's worth $8.4 and listen to this, he bought the Frank 
Guinea design, designed Springfield Concert Hall from the city and turned it into a prison. <laughs> oh, Santa Claus is the world's richest fictional person. And if you want to consult my source to get the websites, you can read more. You can ask to get my weekly newsletter, The Wine and Snivel, and read about it there, thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. you catch me. Or you can just simply Google Daddy Warbucks Punjab Asp. You might be interested to know. Here's, here's something very interesting. You might be interested to know that Santa Claus is richer than Daddy Warbucks because, think about this, being immortal, the elf employees don't require health insurance. Williams, 
Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I am right here on your favorite station every week at this time, with any luck at all, playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. My brother-in-law is from Jonesport. And if you say to anyone living on the coast of Maine that so-and-so is from Jonesport or Matinicus, you don't need to say any more. You've told the complete story. They, they know more than they want to know right there. You can stop. But because Jonesport doesn't mean anything to people from away, I'm going to tell you that my brother-in-law has been known to spend winters in a very nice park in Zephyr Hills, Florida. And when I visited him there in that nice park in Zephyr Hills, he said that it was very difficult to buy a place in there because nothing went on the market until someone died. I asked him if prospective buyers went around feeling people's pulse. And he said, oh, it wouldn't help. We have people walking around here who have no pulse.
Django running wild. Do, 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 do. Almost time to get out of here. Time for, oh, well, let's hear Brad Terry and Red Mitchell and Roger Calloway playing Doxy. We probably got time to squeeze that in. People see what they want to see. People hear what they want to hear. A child might make a complete fool of himself in a children's pageant on stage, but his mother and his friends could watch the show and honestly think that he did a wonderful job. He was so great. This came to mind one evening while I was watching the news. If you saw this particular program, you know who and what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. It was that woman who opened a bag of potatoes and got on television because she said she found a potato shaped like a heart. <laughs> Someone's always finding a potato that's shaped like something. You know this. Someone's always finding a potato that's shaped like something. She showed this potato on TV, and when she held the potato up, it was, yes, it was shaped like a heart. And when I looked at that potato, are you listening? And when I looked at that potato shaped like a heart, I realized that she could probably have even got on TV if she had held that potato upside down and said that it looked like something else. <laughs> 